Are you tired? Worn out? Burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. This is my Religious Struggles, the podcast. Here is the fascinating thing about the word of God, because it was given by God himself, because mm-hmm. it was, was given, um, um, because it is the word of God, it therefore has the ability to adapt, affect, and infect our lives differently. Mm-hmm. The church does not make provision for that. The church is about uniformity, not unity. And the only way you can have unity is through differences. Differences are designed to bring about unity. We see differences from a different angle, from a different perspective. Mm, 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 We mm. see differences as different. And therefore, there is no coming together of those differences. Whereas when it comes to God, God is the one who created differences. So if you look at a tree, for example, a tree... He has every leaf on the tree is different, mm-hmm, but yet it mm-hmm. is a tree. Yes. Every organ in our body is different. Every uh, um, um, fingerprint is different. Every iris is different, but it is one individual. So God takes those differences and bring them together as one. It is the same thing that God wants in his church. I think it's incredible how it's incredible how God has managed to speak his purpose and what he wants for his people, for his church, through his creation. So yes. you've mentioned us as yes. a creation. You've mentioned trees, you know, even things like, you know, we, we know with leaves on one tree, as you said, it's all different. You know, you can pick up a, a ball of snow and every snowflake is different, uh-huh. but yet within those differences, there is there it manages to create unity and to create that oneness. oneness and and as you rightfully said we think that unity means uniformity and but but it's not that no. <laughs> and and what i like about what you said there there cannot be unity if there's no difference, difference. yeah That's and that makes church, a lot of sense the church doesn't celebrate differences so the church therefore wants and that's why we have so many different denominations because remember that in Acts chapter, in Acts chapter, in, in John chapter seventeen, Jesus' prayer for us is that we may be one, as He and the Father, and the Father are one, are mm-hmm. one. But yet, and that's why I have my religious struggles because we are going contrary to the Word of God. As a matter of fact, Christianity has been hijacked, has been literally hijacked because more than half of the things that we teach. As a church, if we examine it, if we really be honest and examine it and really want to have this oneness, we will discover that we have gone, we have strayed so far away Mm. from, as a matter of fact, we teach now contrary to the word of God. Christianity teaches that which is contrary to the word of God. So for example, disciple versus membership, discipleship Mm -hmm. versus membership, that is contrary to God. 
unity. We should have unity among us as believers, yet there is so much diversity among us that we don't have, and, and a lot of, as a matter of fact, some, some religions teach that we cannot be one. When God says that we ought to be one, mm. yet we are teaching, yet the church is teaching that we can't, so therefore Adventists cannot worship then with Pentecostals or with right. Church of God because we are different. And we, as a matter of fact, we celebrate our differences. The churches celebrate their differences rather than trying to find, and that is contrary to Jesus. That is contrary to the word of God. So, so therefore, that's why we have so many denominations. And that's one of the reasons why I've been having the struggles that I'm, I'm having. So for example, let's look at another one. Jesus says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing mm -hmm. them, teaching them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yet we have established churches all around us and are asking folks to come to us, mm. to come to the church. So rather than, so what it does, it circumvents our role and responsibility. Our role and responsibility is to go ye into all the world. Go. Now, but we're telling them to come. Them. What's that? <laughs> no, I'm saying, but we're telling them to come. To come, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with them coming. But the coming should be as a result of the going. Yes, yes. So the going should bring about the coming. But no, we don't want to do that because what it does is that it takes away our role and responsibility to the point where we now rely on the preacher. So when they come, the preacher needs to take care of them. I, we, we are paying you. Right. We are paying you. If you look at Jesus' method, if you look at Jesus' method again, where we are going contrary to the word of God, Jesus' method was that he went to where the people were. He took his disciples yes. to, as a matter of fact, what Jesus did was Jesus eventually, and this should be our role and responsibility, Jesus eventually worked himself out of the job that he was given by his father. Okay. So by the time Jesus was ready to go to heaven, he didn't have to worry about the, the, the church that he established, the continuity of the church. Okay. Because the disciples turned the world upside down because right. he equipped them. Right, right, one right, of our right, right, challenges, right. One of our biggest challenges in religion is control. Yes, 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 yes. It's all about control. And we need to be aware. And, and Jesus, therefore, divested himself of control by giving control to his disciples. Because he, he even said, them, he enabled them. He even said, greater work shall you do. And what we, what we see in church today is, no, I'm going to be greater than you are. Yeah. And we're not mimicking that. Something that you said just now, and I think it was, I thought, oh, that's triggering, is you said um, we're, we're with control right. and you know we're bad with the control aspect you saying that and i'm just thinking about people outside of the church so non-christians mm -hmm. i don't necessarily say non-believers in a sense because you have some people that believe in god or whatever it is but they don't have that commitment so let's just call it you know non-christians um that look at the church and they see it's almost like they see what we can't see what we ought to be seeing they're seeing, they're seeing the control aspect. They're seeing the, the um, you know, the lack of love, the lack of grace, the, the, the judgmental, the hierarchy, the, um, 
you know, all these little groups and of people and cliques and all this stuff that they see where we ought to be different, where they should be seeing something different. They're not seeing that. And I almost want to argue that the things that people outside in the world see about the church that we should be seeing somehow it's sort of flipped a coin where we're blind to it, but they can see it. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you agree to that? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> You know, when, when you look at when you look at businesses that are successful, mm-hmm. when you look at businesses that are successful, mm-hmm. one of the one of the greatest um, um, attributes to those businesses that are that are successful is that they use people according to their giftedness and abilities. People mm. are hired based on their giftedness and abilities, because we are we are so much into control in the church. Therefore, we don't have the same approach. So, for example, and here again, with Christianity is, is being hijacked, is being hijacked. We don't use people based on the giftedness. We mm. use people because it's about church and not about God. We use people based on how much money they're contributing to the church. We use people depending upon the color of their skin, um, mm. who's lighter, who's darker. We use people based on their status in society. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. And so what, ha- what, it, what that creates, therefore, is confusion. Mm. That is eliminated in businesses because the reason why we hire you is based on your gifts and abilities that you have. And so what the church has done, again, going away from the model that God has given, is that rather than getting individuals to operate based on their giftedness, and by the way, we are most powerful we are most we are we are at our highest we can make the most um outstanding contributions based on our giftedness mm-hmm. that's when our our abilities are optimized mm. but because the church is no longer operating the way god designed that it should operate what the church has done is that it has stripped us of what god the things that god has given to us so for example we were created by God to have dominion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were given power. We were given authority. Right. We were given kingship. We were given, um, um, we, we are saints. We are judges. We are, there are multiplicity of titles that God has given to each of us. And we're going to use them differently based on our giftedness, mm-hmm. based on the gifts that we have. And so yeah. when you begin to operate, and here is where oneness comes in, by the way. Oneness comes in as a result of operating based on our giftedness. So when you look at, that's why businesses are successful, because they take the individuals that they hire and use them according to where the areas that, where their strengths are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the church, however, doesn't do that. And as a result, we end up with chaos. And whenever there's chaos, there's always the, the, the and now don't misunderstand me about business. Let me back up a bit about business. It doesn't mean that all businesses, that everything is going to be hunky-dory. But mm-hmm. what you do get is that they're, um, they're, 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 they're accomplishing what they want to accomplish. And that mm-hmm. is that folks, about, first of all, the folks are benefiting. Their their um, investors are benefiting. Everybody's benefiting from the from yeah. The, the same yeah. thing when it comes to the church, and so what we have done as a result, when we don't have unity, therefore, whenever chaos reigns, it is going to always be about who is in charge, who is in control. It's going to be always everybody trying to get one up. 
It's always going to create this desire to be on top. And in order to be on top, we believe that in order to be on top, you have to step on those individuals that are below us in order for us to get to where we're at. Let me, let me, let me just, let me, let me uh, um, do, go off on a tangent here uh, that I think is important. That's why we need to understand as an ethnic group that is black people, black and brown people. One of the things we have, we have to understand is that we have been trained. We have been, and a lot of people think that it still does not exist today and is not a part of our lives. If we have not dealt with it, it's going to be a part of our lives. Where mm-hmm. as slaves, enforced slavery because we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't volunteer to be slaves. We were enslaved. Mm. With the enslavement came all this baggage that has not been dealt with and something that America refuses to deal with. And as a result, therefore, it continues to perpetuate from one generation to the next. And so this is something we have got to address in our lives so that we can have the freedom uh, that God wants us to have. The Bible says in John 8 and verse 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't want to deal with truth. We prefer to deal. And if you're not dealing mm-hmm. with it, with things in your life, you're going to have difficulty, therefore, dealing with the truth of God. Mm. That's, that's, that's very important and very interesting. Uh, we're going to be just bringing things down a bit because just from this conversation, I'm sure that, you know, people can hear or understand just how deep um, these conversations can or will potentially go. Um, and how much there is. And I just hope that people are captivated by what you've been saying. I surely have been very captivated by what you're saying and, and, you know, looking forward to us talking and delving into specific topics. You know, one of the things you mentioned there was, um, uh, was to do with racism. And I'm interested for us to have a conversation. I'm sure this is going to happen. A conversation about the church and systemic racism and all of that. Um, and just the, the 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 church's role in society today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. What that looks like, and you know, dare I say, what it ought to look like from the Bible standpoint, from the yes. Bible's point of view. But what I want us to do just before we wrap up quickly is, can you just give us an idea of what people can expect through this podcast? Um, in terms of, you know, what's, what subjects you hope for us to tackle and just sort of, you know, whet their appetite to see, you know, what else can they expect from, from this? Um, one of the things we have to understand about God is that God is a holistic God. Um, that's why he says in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 that he wants to sanctify us, spirit, soul, and body. So we are integrated. Um, we're integrated. We're, we're not... Christianity, what Christianity has done is isolated us as an isolation. Whenever man isolates, the objective is for domination. Always. Mm. Mm. God is into integration. And therefore, you're gonna talk, we're gonna deal with almost every subject under the sun. Because in order for us to live the kind of life that God wants us to live, we've got to therefore understand that you cannot isolate your life. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. can't live your life in pieces. Mm. And so what happens to us as a result, and, 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 and by the way, it's, it's, it's by design. Christianity is about isolation for domination. Mm-hmm. God is about integration. And that's why it's so important that we understand who we are and what we bring to the table. 
It's, that's important for us to understand. Let, let, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, for example, the Bible says, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. We have mm -hmm. taken that and reversed it. We, we interpret that text to say, therefore shall a woman leave her father and mother and cleave unto her husband. Right, right. But the Bible actually says, therefore shall a man leave his father right. and mother. Right, <laughs> but we don't. We don't. We don't. That's what the that's word of God says. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what the word of God says. We have taken that and reversed that process. We talked about. We're going to talk about women, and we're going to talk about the role of women. We're going to talk about the role of of of. Um, by the way, let me mention this as we go along. There is nothing in in Genesis that gave specific roles and responsibilities to Adam and Eve. We have ascribed those roles and responsibilities. And the objective of ascribing them again is for domination so that we can dominate the, the females in our lives. And we use Genesis chapter I'm, three. Yeah, right. I'm, this is, I, I don't want you to jump into this now. I don't want you to jump into this now because this is good. I can sense that this is going to be a very deep subject. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to that one. So it seems like people can, ex can expect a plethora of... Um, discussions topics and so on and so forth um on this podcast mm -hmm. it's all about um you know everyday life i suppose and yes. how the church plays into that role yes. um and from your perspective particularly what you've learned and what you've seen that has made you maybe uncomfortable or um things that you've struggled with um and 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 now you know what your what your point of view is on that. So, thank you very much for that. I look forward to the conversations that we're going to have. It's going to be brilliant. Um, tune in for the next episode, guys. We can't wait to see you then. Thank you for joining us for another episode of My Religious Struggles, the podcast where we reconcile what the church wants and what God requires. If you would like to get in touch with us or have any comments or questions, you can email us at kingdomuniversitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingdomuniversitynetwork. I'm your host, Francesca, signing out. See you next time right here on My Religious Struggles, the podcast.